Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Dale goes to and fro like a lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Don't close the book, I got more to write. You can change the story, that is my advice. I read in color, they see black and white. You just saw the cover, but there's more to life. Don't close the book, I got more to write. You can change the story, that is my advice. I read in color, they see black and white. You just saw the cover, but there's more to yeah. life. Hello, quick introduction before I narrate. I'm from the West between Cornell and Kanye. I grew up between Section 8 and Cloud 9. During my youth, I lost my sense of being colorblind. In between white supremacy and black nihilism, and me churches, corner stores, and the prison systems, hoteps and preachers on the block, they was dropping wisdom. I would pick it up and just give it a little rhythm. They said my lineage had a couple kings, a couple queens, a couple thieves, a couple fiends. Despite the struggle, I would teach that we are equal. I fall short like a midget, but I'm down for the people. The people argue I die with integration. Their false liberation is really assimilation. The youth view my history with some suspicion. They want to progress past religion and tradition. I say, don't close the book. I got more to write. You can change the story. That is my advice. I read in color, face black and white. You just saw the cover, but there's more to know. Don't close the book. I got more to write. You can change the story. That is my advice. I read in color, they see black and white. You just saw the cover, but there's more to life. Hello, average, let me introduce you to awesome. That Harlem Renaissance age of some excellent artists. That miseducation, that midnight marauding. That life before Eve ate that fruit in the garden. They say, you might be on the wrong side of history. Well, that depends on who's writing, who's reciting, who's typing, and who likes it. If we want peace, somebody has to do the fighting. We exit Egypt, happy to speak resistance. Then turn around and ask Pharaoh for his assistance. Uh, what is logic to the ignorant? What's forgiveness to people who think they're sinless? We are those fully exposed, Adam and Eve hiding our weakness. Folks who want to be close, but the devil stands between us. Who knows the dirty souls with an urgent need to be cleaned up? They oppose my solution. Everybody hates Jesus. Don't close the book. I got more to write. You can change the story. That is my advice. I read in color. They see black and white. You just saw the cover, but there's more to life. Don't close the book. I got more to write. You can change the story. That is my advice. I read in color. They see black and white. You just saw the cover, but yeah. there's more to life. What's protest to the law? Should I pray or should I riot? Do I want peace or do I want power so I can try it? Who's gonna give the truth when each church mom's retire? When 
censorship gets you fired and nobody gets inspired. I don't care what you look like, black, white, or magenta. I don't care where you come from, Africa or placenta. We all desperate and broken, given the same dilemma. Do I serve God or do I make him fit my agenda? I remember thinking I was Daniel with the lions. I'm like Israel and hiding when it's time to fight Goliath. Yeah. I've been broken, I've seen death working, I've fucked out, I've been knocked out, I know where hurt is, I run for the truth, but I know where the church is, I fell doing my job, but yet I know my purpose, praise Jesus, I was blind, but now I see, but my problem is I think I see too many things. Let us chiropractic crack open the spine of this book. Turn a few pages and take a deep look. This is not the catcher in the ride. This is the African who caught the slave catcher's eye, an invisible man who has the whole world watching. Shall we meet the protagonist? For I am the colored cog in the capitalist wheel with baby face, bronze skin, and melanin appeal snatched from the cradle of civilization. My name is Louis Portier. Arrived on these shores, but I've got more to say. From Bali to Barbados to Buford, South Carolina, Sierra Leone to Sapelo, with sugarcane on my fingertips and shackles on my feet. There were limitations to emancipating me until I sunk my teeth into Juneteenth. Freedom tastes like grandma's sweet potato pie. But it goes from massive plantation to mass incarceration as the Jim Crow flies. All of this happened more or less. This is up from slavery meets Porgy and Best. August Wilson and Kenya Barris. James Brown and James Burr. Kahinda Wiley and Kara Walker. George Carruthers, Clinton and Washington. Carver, the Great Migration and reconstruction from Black Wall Streets to Harlem Artilliers. This is Black survival and success put on full display, whether it's the Little Rock or the Charleston Nine, trying to integrate or praying to stay alive, thinking that if my work was good, somehow y'all would recognize my personhood, but nah. Instead, I had to hustle this chocolate charm, this black brilliance, this ebony ingenuity. I mean, I know what this nation has done, can do, and is doing to me. Also, what it could be and therefore still I rise from 1619 and beyond here I stand from being three-fifths of a compromised plan using the breath in my black lungs shouting words from a place of black love I am a man Thank you for tuning in to the Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. And today we're going to talk about does God condone slavery or does the Bible condone slavery? Well, does he? There's a lot of stuff going on around social media about, you know, God, you know, don't like black people and we need to let Jesus go because, you know, this is something that was brought on us uh, by the white slave owners. And the Bible actually says, I mean, God actually confirmed slavery. You know, that's what people were saying. So today we're going to find the answer because we don't live based off of people's opinions because people's opinions can kill you. So the only opinion and only thing that we want to live by is what the Bible says about it. 
Now, a lot of people don't believe in the Bible. And you know what? That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Life is choice driven. You do have a choice. But one thing that uh, you can't say is that the Bible isn't true. Now, you may not believe it. You may not live by it. But one thing you cannot say is that the Bible is not true. And God didn't mean nothing that he said. So we're going to clear that one up. So let's jump right on into it. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 15. Deuteronomy chapter 15. I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. If you're reading out of another translation, it's all good. We'll still end up in the same place. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 12. It says, if a fellow Hebrew sells himself or herself to be your servant and serves you for six years in the seventh year, you must set that servant free. When you release a male servant, do not send him away empty handed. Give him a generous farewell gift from your flock, your threshing floor and your wine press. Share with him some of the bounty with which the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were once slaves in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I am giving you this command. Hmm. Interesting, huh? I know I'm, I'm just sitting here just thinking about it. So the thing about slavery, uh, you know, I'm, let me let me keep I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let's keep going. Let's go to Ephesians chapter six, verse nine. And trust me, there are a whole lot of scriptures pertaining to slavery in the Bible. Are we going to read all of them? Absolutely not. It'll <laughs> take a long time, but we're going to dig through and read some of the key ones. Now, you can read on your own time. Now, you can't have me doing all your studying and reading for you. So let's uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse nine. It says, masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven and he has no favorites. So he says masters, masters meaning the slave owners. It's all right to assume that. He said, treat your slaves in the same way. What same way? Well, let's jump back up. To, let's jump up to verse eight. It says, remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven and he has no favorites. So, OK, so let's just start right there. So the thing about uh, white America and how not all, but how some in the past have said that black people are inferior. That that was what was being taught. Well, according to Ephesians chapter six, verse nine, the Bible says God has no favorites. So God doesn't favor the white man over the black man. He doesn't favor the black man over the white man. He doesn't favor the Indian over the Mexican. And the list goes on and on and on. God has no favorites. Okay, so all of that can be stopped right there with the Bible. Now, now people, that's what I'm saying. People mindset may be I'm better than you, and that's cool. You can have that uh, deceptive type of thinking, but the Bible doesn't teach that. Remember, this podcast we simply just talking about what the Bible says about situations, circumstances, what's going on in the world. We just want to know what does God say about it. We know what we say about it. We all have an opinion, but. Our opinions and everything should line up with the word of God. So let's go to another one. Let's go to Colossians chapter four. Colossians chapter four. Let's see this thing. Colossians chapter four. First one, it says, masters, be just 
and fair to your slaves, remember that you also have a master in heaven. So he told the slave owners to be just and fair to the slaves. Now, if you've been listening, the scripture we've been reading, this doesn't really sound like the type of slavery that black people uh, have been experiencing in America. Do you want to know why? Because this has nothing to do with slavery in America. America is not even talked about in the Bible. America is not this. This is something totally different. And that's what we're going to deal with. People have been confused. We see the word slave. We see the word beat. or We see the word master. And we automatically bring it into our world. When you have to understand the culture in which they lived. Now, hear me out on this. I have some notes. The Bible does not specifically condemn the practice of slavery. You understand that? So the Bible doesn't condemn the practice of slavery. It gives instructions on how slaves should be treated. But many see this as the Bible condoning all forms of slavery. So because you see, because I read all this stuff, many people believe that the Bible condones slavery. What many fail to understand is that slavery in biblical biblical times was very different from the slavery that was practiced in the past few centuries in many parts of the world. The slavery in the Bible was not based exclusively on race. People were not enslaved because of their nationality or the color of their skin. See, that's how race, that's how slavery started in America was all based on the color of your skin. The scriptures in the Bible is not referring to nobody's skin color. Nobody was enslaved because of the color of their skin. What? Yeah, exactly. Nobody, what you can't find it is not in there. Nobody was enslaved based on the color of their skin. In Bible times, slavery was based more on economics. It was all economics. It was a matter of social status. People sold themselves as slaves when they could not pay their debts or provide for their families. In New Testament times, some doctors, lawyers, and even politicians were slaves of someone else. Some people actually chose to be slaves so as to have all their needs provided for by their masters. They sold, some people in the Bible sold themselves into slavery if they couldn't get their needs met because they knew all their needs would be met if they were sold in as a slave. Wow. So, does the Bible condone slavery? Some types of slavery. The Bible doesn't condemn it all. But you have to understand what kind of slavery. So, yes, the Bible condones certain kinds of slavery, but there are certain kinds of slavery that the Bible does not condone. And some people say, man, I just don't like that word slavery. Well, listen, just you might as well get over it because <laughs> it's in there now. Whatever word you want to use, slavery is in there. But not the slavery of enslaving people because of their skin color. And God didn't want the slave master to treat the slave wrong. Now, in America, the slave owners didn't have no limits. They hung black people. They told black people they were inferior and spit on them and did all types of ungodly things that God condemns. God condemns that kind of slavery. Let's go on a little further. So the slavery of the past few centuries was often based exclusively on skin color. In the United States, many black people were considered slaves because of their nationality. Many slave owners truly believed black people to be inferior human beings. The Bible condemns race-based slavery. 
and that it teaches that all men are created by God and made in his image, because we are. At the same time, the Old Testament did allow for economic-based slavery and regulated it. The key issue is that the slavery the Bible allowed for in no way resembled the racial slavery that plagued our world in the past few centuries. Two different types of slavery. God didn't like and condemns our kind of slavery that we thought of in America. But the Bible had its own kind of slavery. Both the Old and New Testament condemned the practice of man stealing, which is what happened in Africa in the 19th century. That's man stealing. Africans were rounded up by slave hunters and sold them to slave traders who brought them to the New World to work on plantations and farms. This practice is abhorrent to God. In fact, the penalty for such a crime in the Mosaic Law was death. Exodus 21:16. Anyone who kidnaps another and either sells him or still has him when he is caught must be put to death. So there's a lot of slave owners back then who should have been put to death if that was the type of slavery that God condoned, but it's not. God loves people. God loves black people. God loves white people. He loves Latino people. He loves me- whatever, whatever, national, Irish, whatever, whoever you are, whatever you mix with, it doesn't make a difference. God condemns race-based slavery. It was never the will of God. It never should have happened. We know it happened. It never should have happened. But man has free will. But know this, God has delivered us out of it. There are still types of slavery going on today. You still have human trafficking going on in America that people rarely talk about. You know, there are still certain types of slavery going on. But the thing is, stop placing so much blame on God. He's the only one that can deliver you out of such tragedy. How are you going to go against and speak evil of the very one who could help you? You understand what I'm saying? Let's keep going. Slave traders are listed among those who are ungodly and sinful and are in the same category as those who kill their fathers or mothers, murderers, adulterers, and perverts, and liars and perjurers. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. Another crucial point is that the purpose of the Bible is to point the way to salvation, not to reform society. Bible simply points you to Jesus. The Bible often approaches issues from the inside out. If a person experiences the love, mercy, and grace of God by receiving his salvation, God will reform his soul, changing the way he thinks and acts. A person who has experienced God's gift of salvation and freedom from the slavery of sin, as God reforms his soul, will realize that enslaving another human being is wrong. So a lot of these uh, white men you know, in past centuries who were enslaving black people, they were coming off saying that they were believers in Christ. They really wasn't. They were not redeemed. They've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. That was a, that was a disguise. The KKK, that stuff is a disguise. Satan uses that to keep people blinded from the truth. He's the, He uses that to keep yeah, black people, whatever, black people, no matter who, he's trying to 
keep you, to turn you away from Jesus Christ. Because if you look at that, if the KKK say they represent Jesus Christ and all that he stands for, then who in the world wants to be saved? Who in the world wants to get to know Jesus if they feel that they represent Christ and Christ represents what they're about? No one wants to know Jesus if that's the case but that is not the case because if they were truly born again the spirit of God will convict the heart of all wrongdoing and they may have been a sprinkle of two or two back then who may have said you know what this isn't right but the majority outweighed them now after saying all that you're still going to have some they're going to say yeah but you know the slave owners beat the slaves though. So if slavery was like you saying it was, why did they beat the slaves? Let's look at it. Exodus 21, 20 through 21 says, anyone who beats their male or female slave with a rod must be punished. If the slave dies as a direct result, but they are not to be punished. If the slave recovers after a day or two, since the slave is their property. He was like, yeah, see that? Look at that. Look Now, what, what is that about? Well, let me explain. Let's let the Bible explain. So why did the Mosaic law allow the slave owners to beat their slaves? The obvious answer is that in the social structure of ancient Israel, physical punishment was considered the appropriate response for acts of disobedience and rebellion. The text does not specifically say that the corporal punishment has to be for some form of disobedience. However, based on the larger Old Testament context, it is safe to say or it is safe to assume that slave masters were not allowed authority to do whatever they wanted to do to their slaves. You see what I'm saying? So there was the slave owners in the Bible were subject to the Lord. They weren't able to do what they wanted to do. In America, the slaves didn't have a limit. They did whatever they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it, when they wanted to do it. The Bible, these slave owners, they weren't able to do what they wanted to do. They had to do everything within the context of how the Lord told them to do it. He didn't want nobody to be treated unfairly. So the slave owners are limited in what they can do. If the master goes too far and the slave dies, the master will be punished. Now, if the master go too far and the slave dies in the Bible, the Bible says the slave owner will be punished. Now, that can't be related to today because in America, they hung the slaves. And after they hung the slaves, they had barbecues. They didn't skin slaves and make, excuse me for the graphic visual, but you know, made, you know, rugs and different things out of their skins and all that type of stuff. So that's ungodly. That's not what the Bible teach. Bible don't teach that. The Bible does not teach that. So, so if the Old Testament laws follow consistently, the punishment for the slave owner might even include the death penalty for murder. Of course, if a master beats his slave and the slave is unable to work for some time, the master was punished. The master has punished himself by losing the work he might have received from the slave. The implication here is that it is in the master's best interest not to be too severe. Understand that was the times that they lived in. We just read that people in the Bible sold themselves into slavery if they couldn't pay off a debt or if they needed one of their needs met. They will work, do some labor for someone. In a sense of it's like work, it was like working a job. And if they were disobedient or if they did something that I guess was worthy of 
a, uh, a physical beating than the slave master did it. But notice the Bible says, don't you can't beat him too severely because he still needs to work for you. And if you beat him severely and he dies, you're going to be punished. Listen, that was just the culture and shape of that time. But in no way, that has no reflection on the slavery that was taking place in America. Now, what I believe happened with America and this slavery and all that stuff, I believe the KKK and all those white men probably seen these scriptures, manipulated as they all, as they do all scripture, or as they did all scripture, and said, you know what? We're going to do it how we want to do it. We're going to take this principle of slavery and we're going to get these black people because they got darker skin. They have, you know, a lot of melanin in their skin. We're going to... Uh, let them know how God feels about them. You're going to let them know they're inferior and they just sow that seed in the heart of black people in Africa. But how many know it's 2017 and we are much stronger, much wiser, and better in the words of Marvin Sapp. So none of that's going to go on today. Slavery will never happen again. You can forget it. Well, we, you know, we still, well, yeah, there's still some types of type forms of slavery, but if you're in Jesus, you're free. And as I will teach my son when he comes, no man can stop you. See, no white man can can stop me. You know, no, no, no man, no nationality, but I'm just using just white because, you know, you know, that's what we're dealing with as far as, you know, slavery is concerned. But, you know, can't nobody stop me from doing what God wants me to do. If God tell me to do it, he'll make a way for me to do it. And there's nothing that a human being can do to stop it. It's the same for you. Whatever God's called you to do, there's nothing, there's no barrier, there is nothing that can hold you back. Only thing that's holding you back is yourself and your way of thinking and, and what you're allowing your cousins and, and uncles to tell you about what the white man won't let you do. You don't have to let me do anything because I'm going to do it if God tell me to do it. And that's what you have to understand about it. Because I'm free in Jesus and I'm free and I'm going to preach this gospel. I'm, st- I'm doing this podcast. Can't nobody stop me from doing this podcast but me. Well, they can probably, you know, keep it from going. They can't keep it from going anywhere. And if they try to keep it from going somewhere, God will make another way whereby it'll get that way. They, nobody's bigger than God is what I'm trying to say. See, you, you you know what I'm saying? You can't have a mentality that you're more scared of man than God. Because when you talk like that, that's what you're saying. So what did we learn? God condemns race-based slavery. race Based slavery is not in the Bible. God condemns race-based slavery. That type of slavery happened in America. Somehow, people think that God, when he mentions slavery, or when the Bible mentions slavery, is talking about that kind of slavery, and it's not. Another thing that we learned is that by the, <clears throat> the Bible condemns you beating a slave till they're dead. If you beat the slave severely and they die, the Bible says the slave owner will be punished. Now in America, we know that that wasn't the case. Them slave owners had no limits. They hung slaves and they did all types of vicious things to their death. God condemns it. It is ungodly and those people will be punished for that. 
We learned also that yes, the slave owners did beat the slaves, but it wasn't beating them to their death and they couldn't beat them severely, but the beating could have been for some form of disobedience or may have just been their punishment for, you know, not doing whatever works. So to everyone that's on social media, everyone that listens to a lot of these uh people who say I read in the Bible I seen the Bible in the, in the verse of book of Deuteronomy you know that was <laughs> in the book of Deuteronomy and it said right here that you know God allowed them to beat the slaves so y'all we gotta put away this Bible man we gotta put away this Bible man there ain't nothing in here for us it's not for us alternative facts stop it so I pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you that you learned something I know we could go deeper but listen I pray that I gave you enough information where you can go on and do your own study and dig even deeper and email me maybe teach me some more stuff but one thing you can't say is that God is for America's kind of slavery remember the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4 let God be true Every man be a liar. Follow me on all social media at mbills314. I'm out.